And welcome to episode five of Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. Armando Alvarez with Mike Quintana, as always. Hello, hello. And I can't. Good. I said this last week. I was like, I can't believe it's been four episodes. I can't believe it's been five episodes. It. Going and, into and, uh, into month two. That's it. Week we're, five. We're we're in it. We're in it for the long run. Absolutely locked in. Whether you guys like us or not, we're here. We're here to stay. It is what it is, right? I know most That's of it. you love us anyway, so. That's all good. We are locked in, <laughs> and we got a lot to talk about today. So, a, a lot. Who, who we got here, man? Who we got here with us today? Man, we got uh, an amazing attorney, but an even more amazing friend. Thank you, Pedro Bibi Perez Horora. How's it going? Welcome to Diamond Dreams Up and In. Thank you. Well, welcome <laughs> here. All right. Good to be here. I think um, when I I let's go back a little bit. You started with Diamond Dreams when you were in the same Brendan program, or was it the Super Twos? Super Twos. Super Twos. Yeah, we tried getting Benjamin into the same Brendan program, and it got full like the first day. Yeah, quick, quick. You got to be quick. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You got to get to coach my quick. If not. Yeah, so <laughs> we put him in the Super Twos, and it was great. Awesome. I remember yeah. that. And then we went into the rookies for a little bit, or did we skip rookies and go right into the No, we went into the rookies for a little bit. And then, evaluation, uh, got them done. Good. I just won a championship. Yes, sir. Yeah, we were, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that championship, but you know we need to bring up our our amazing sponsors, right? Diamond Dreams Miami, <laughs> baseball academy. Diamond Dreams, the we're place here, to be. Uh, getting close to the playoffs. Um, excited about what's to come. Tamiami teams, we got a five U T ball team there, a six U coach pitch, a seven U coach pitch, and a ten U kid pitch. They're all doing great. They're all getting ready now for their playoffs. And then the Miami Youth League, we got our five and under uh, T ball team. That's four and zero. They're in first place. We got our six and U team. That's ten and one. They're in second place. Uh, we have our seven U team, which is five and six. The good thing is they started two and six, so they've got three in a row. They're, they tended to pick it up a little bit. Our eight U modified, which is an eight U uh, kid pitch team that just came up from coach pitch. They're playing in a nine U modified league, and they're seven and eight. You know, so they're playing up and they're doing a great job. You know, next season they'll be a little older, a little more of the older guys. And our ten U is eleven and three. They clinched first place um, with one game left, and. Uh, Hopefully they can come through in the playoffs. Let's see. see yeah. So like, so nice. wh why wouldn't you want your kid to play at <laughs> Diamond <laughs> Dreams Miami? You know, yep. <clears throat> and it's also brought to you by Armando Alvarez, PA. That's that's me. I uh, <laughs> I'm a real estate agent. If you need to buy, if you want to buy, if you want to sell, if you want to navigate this crazy market that we're in, you know, because everybody asks me, hey, you know, are the interest rates going to be lower? Is there going to be a recession? Is it? Call me. You know, let's let's talk. Let's have a chat, and you know, and, and let's see what's up. No, Sergio, Zola Cardeta. A little cafecito. Have exactly. A we'll, we'll have a coffee. We'll talk and, and we'll do that. And we need to talk about Perez Rora Law. You know, you do a state law. Talk about the importance of that, BB. Yeah. So we help families protect families. Right. So we help parents really set things up for their kids in case anything happens to them. Um, it's nice work because we really get to, you know, do something that's nice for the family. It's, you know, a lot of people think of lawyers up in the courtroom and fighting <laughs> and suing other people, that sort of thing. And, you know, we could do some of that, too. But really our, you know, our bread and butter, what we do day in and day out is, is really work with families and setting things up for, for their kids. Awesome. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, talking about kids, BB has a son, Benjamin, and my, and my son's team, the green team. We won the championship. Sure this, did. Uh, sure and, did. Great and, game. and us two were, were coaches on, on, on the team, volunteer coaches. And, and it's awesome, Mike. You know, it's, it's my first experience as a parent, you know, having a, a league, a championship, a win. And I was telling BB, I, I, I got choked up. You know, right before that third out, and we, we, you know, we ran out, we celebrated. It's great. Every win that I've ever had in my life, you know, talking about Little League, 
high school, you know, grade school. Then when I coached when when my brother's team at at La Salle that I was an assistant coach, this was the sweetest win of them all. Oh yeah, by far. Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I'll tell you, actually, uh, right when we got the third out, you know, I was starting to celebrate. Yeah, and then I look over, right, and on the gold team. Right, it's some of Benjamin's friends, right? And they look all sad. So, like, you know, I had to temper it a of little course, bit because you, you, you know these are you know these right, are good right. friends, right? So it was it was cool, you know, watching Benjamin and all the other kids, uh, Anderson Absolutely. and AJ. It was oh, it was so. Oh, much and fun. throwing it through the seeing it yeah. through the perspective of your children, you know, it's oh, yeah. it's something special, especially at that age. That's why we you know we love the beginners baseball, we love the t-ball here. It's because you know there's a lot of firsts that happen. You know, as you get older, you just kind of start repeating the same things over and over. But there's a lot of firsts for these kids, man, and, and, and we love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, well, we love, you know, also the, um, you know, and, and congratulations to the gold team as well and the white team and the black team. It was a it was a great season. You know, the gold team, they have some players, man. Oh, yeah. sure <laughs> they do. have some really good players. Well, you know, after the season, they, we mix and match now. Yeah. Now kids that were playing against each other are going to be playing with each other. Exactly. And, you know, everybody makes new friends, and we – Keep competing. No, and I love the improvement. You know, from game one, and I, and I was talking to one of the one of the parents from the gold team after the game. You know, where she was talking about the improvement with with her son, and I was like, man, from game one to the last game, you know, I I saw that kid, you know, almost walking to first the first game, and all of a sudden, you know, he's sprinting, he's mm-hmm. he's playing well, and and that goes for a lot of people, and and our team. Yeah. Too, you know, how, how good did all these kids play? Even like the, you know, some of the kids that we just saw Im- improving game by game. And that last game, they were getting outs. They were they were scoring runs. I mean, it was awesome. I feel like it was around game five or six that I saw in our team just this crazy improvement. Just one week into the next. I think there might have been a, a bye weekend between or something like that. But it was just this crazy improvement where we started getting outs three out innings, yeah. right? Instead of running through the other team's lineup and stopping the inning because they've run through the lineup, no, we got three outs, and it wasn't even the last yeah. batter yeah. that we got out. It was, you know, maybe fourth or fifth batter, you know, a few one-run innings, that sort of thing. It was awesome to see. Like I said, at, at the beginning, one of the biggest things was, you know, you got to rotate the last batter because the last batter doesn't get to run because nobody was getting outs. Right. But it got to the point where it didn't matter. You know, I had a T-ball game tonight in Miami, and it didn't matter who the last batter was because the, the – the, the lineup gets cut up every inning, yeah. you know? One of the yeah, crazy things I started seeing was some of them started hitting line drives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. there was a couple of times I was like, man, like the pitcher's going to get his. A lot of those kids are going to have to move up to coach pitch now. There's, oh, like, yeah. there's yeah. about eight to ten there that I'm going to take a hard look at now in the evaluation and then see if they want to bump up because there's some there's some good players there. Yeah. Well, one of our, our pitcher, Marcus, last that. game. His dad's a baseball guy. Dad's a good dude. Yeah, good yeah, no, great, great. Yeah. Great dad, great kid. Mm-hmm. Right, he took a ground ball right, to the chest. To the like, it bounced. It hit him in the chest hard, and he got it and got the out. Yeah, he continued yeah. to play. Yeah, he yeah, well, it was awesome. Play, which was, you know, that's a big boy move, yeah. <laughs> right? Where you know, love to see it. Can't teach that. Love to see it. Exactly. No, and you know, and and BB that's here. There was a there was a practice that his son Benjamin. He got a bad hop, hit him right in the mouth, and he just like you know what got the ball threw it. Wiped his mouth. He kind of went to the back of the line, put his hands on his face, like for like four seconds, you know, to like, and then he just turned around and kept playing. And I was like, "Wow, dude, that was awesome!" But, but you know, that's what the league is. You know, that you 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 grow as a player, you grow as a kid. You know, you learn adversity, you learn how to take your bumps, how to get through them, and it's just awesome to see. But you know, the 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 instructional league isn't 
the only people playing right now at Diamond Dreams, like Mike mentioned, there's a bunch of uh, of the other teams that are doing great this season. Mike, you know, I, I know you, you have some some stuff to talk about with Diamond Dreams. No, yeah, the teams are doing well. They're going into their playoffs now. Um, you know, excited, excited for everything to come. You know, I wanted to touch on, you know, the, the main thing, especially when you run into this last little stretch here right before the playoffs is attendance. You know, the kids got to come to practice. It's crucial. Um, as you get closer to the playoffs, the, you know, everything starts tightening up. Kids are getting rotated a little bit less. The lineup gets a little tighter. So, you know, this next, you know, four or five weeks are, are, are crucial with attendance. So, you know, I hope if you're listening, if, if you're there, um, you know, and you, you got practice, you know, I want to see you there. So I want to see you twice a week at least, you know. Yeah, man, show show up, you know, because it's only going to make you better as a as a player. So uh, good words by by Mike. But, you know, we got to talk some uh, some MLB because the World Series ended. I'm a little heartbroken because it's it was a Houston Astros. And, and as a, I, I know, I know a lot of a lot of you out there, you're not Yankee fans, but I am. So <laughs> I, I was heartbroken that the Astros won. But, you know, I was happy for Dusty Baker. And, you know, let me ask you, Mike, does this win for the Astros, does it erase that whole, you know, cloud that was over them with the cheating scandal? You know, there's, there's no more there's no more cans that they're that they're hitting. So this one, this one was was legit. Yeah, I, I don't know if it if it'll ever erase it because it's you can't erase history. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it ever erase it, but this is kind of a different squad, right? Like a lot of oh, the yeah. people that were on that regime you know, a couple of years ago when they had that issue, whatever, they're not there now. And listen, man, you know, I went back and I listened to the podcast and we would talk about it. And I, I would say it lightly, man, the Astros are good, man. The Astros are yeah, real good. good and they're legit. And this guy, Jordan, lefty on lefty, 100 mile an hour fastball down the middle. My cousin. Made it disappear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, for me, it was just a little bit more personal because the Phillies first base coach, Paco. 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 I grew up with Paco. Played with yep. him in Flagami for mm -hmm. years. Actually, we, we played on an undefeated season together. You go. You're a UM, right? You're a UM player. He was a UM player. He correct? was a UM player. Yeah, no, no. Great guy. So it was one of those things like, you know, seeing my childhood friend coaching, you know, a World Series team. Always nice to see people from the 305. It's oh, like yes, got the job with the White <laughs> right. Sox, 305 guy. A Columbus so, guy, too. There you go. Oh, yeah. Columbus. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, so that, that was, you know, that was, it was nice to see, you know, some of the players, I'm not going to completely hate on the Astros, but, <laughs> you know, the one thing I, I love, Mike, you know, Dusty Baker, longtime baseball guy, he's in his 70s now, and, and he's still going to manage another year, and one thing I loved, when they hit the ball to the right fielder, the final out, he looks up, he sees that he's going to make the play, he gets the, his, his uh, scorebook, to write F9 yep. while everybody's like, you know, mm -hmm. I saw and that. everybody's just grabbing him. It's, you know, he's, he's a baseball guy and, and you'd love to see that. He's a professional man. You know, he's a professional. I, I loved it right away. I, I thought that after the Astros went through that little scandal and they hired Dusty Baker, I thought that that was the perfect hire, you know, for, to kind of manage and navigate those waters, the choppy waters that they were in at the time. Immediately the way he handled the media, I was like, yeah, this is the right guy. Sure enough, man, there you go. He's going to have to go try to go back to back next year. Yep. yep. And and the Astros, I think they're going to be they're going to be contenders again, you know? And uh it's funny, Mike, cuz when you know, people ask me about the podcast or or they listen and all that, and I got the question this this week or this weekend when when I talked to a few people, they're like, "Oh, so you know, you're going to keep recording once a week?" And I'm like, "Why wouldn't we?" 
No, because the baseball season's over, and I'm like, now it's when it gets fun now's with it free gets fun. with free agency. You know, we we live in the, yeah, the uh, Vegas meetings now, the general manager meetings over there in Vegas. Everybody's wheeling and dealing. Guys are signing. Now it's when it gets real fun. It's like, come on, we live in in the social media era. Mm-hmm. You know, with the rumors, and everybody loves the rumors, and everybody goes on Twitter and and makes a you know. Oh, Aaron Judge is going, oh, you know, I saw Aaron Judge landing in the San Francisco airport. You know, what's going to happen? But MLB free agency, it's it's beginning. And, and you know, let, let me start with pitching, Mike, because Justin Verlander, who we talked about his his bad postseason record in the last in the last uh, episode, and he was lights out in, 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 in the last game. And he's 39, but he's pitching like if he was 29 like he still has a few more years to go where do you see Justin Verlander ending up right there in Houston I think he's gonna stay right there in Houston Houston has a a way of taking care of pitchers you know and the way they took care of him after his Tommy John the way he came back I see him staying there maybe a one-year two-year deal but if I'm him I try to stick it with Dusty and go back to back yeah I mean that 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 would be the obvious thing but don't you think BB that if, if if a team comes and gives them Hey, I know the Astros are taking care of you a little bit. You won the World Series, but you know, two more years to go. We're gonna we're gonna pay you nice. I mean, there is something to say about making that money at the end of your career, because right? that's it for a yep. ball player. He doesn't know, yeah, right. Yep. You don't know what life is gonna bring you after, right? So you know, you gotta you gotta chase the dollars too. The championship. That <laughs> guy's made. I think he's made like two hundred million. I think. He well, might be in good shape. Yeah, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. You never, you never know. know. But you know, he's. He's got a couple more years in him, I think. I think he's got a couple no, more. No, for sure. Him, he, he's you know? a he's a nasty pitcher. Yeah. He he has great stuff and 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 listen. I, I know the struggles we talk about with Kershaw. We talk about with Verlander that they have in the playoffs, and and I get it. But I still want him out there. Yeah. Like I still want him out there. Absolutely. I still want Kershaw out there. Like you know, give you know, give they're better. So don't get through there, it. You know, and you know, and talk keep you know we're gonna keep talking about the pitching in in free agency. You know, the Mets signed their reliever, Edwin Edwin Diaz. You know, he's going to stay. Timmy Trumpet. Another five. He's going to come back for, for another another few seasons with, with, with the Mets. And, and, Mike, we were talking about this before the podcast here with BB as well. You know, he comes in for how many appearances and how much money is he going to make? Is this like the... Yeah, I mean, if, you know, we, we, everybody <laughs> talks about the type of money these guys make, and they make an unbelievable amount of money. But, you know, when you're talking about a guy who makes, you know, $30 million a year, $25 million a year, but plays 150, 160 games, you know, do the math. Like, this guy's making $21 million a year. <laughs> this guy's going to throw 65, 70 innings. God forbid he doesn't get hurt, or what if they don't make the playoff? Anything can happen. But, you know, if you look at the average and what they do per inning, this guy's <laughs> this guy's raking it in. Yeah, and I... It's I not tr- even 10 games, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even 10 games. <laughs> You know, and I, and I tried to make, like, the analogy. I'm like, oh, you know, BB, it's like an NFL kicker. But it's really not because NFL kickers, you know, they they come in all the time. Game. Yeah. They're in every game, right? Yeah. So a closer, I mean, most of the season, they're just chilling out. I mean, they're practicing. They work of hard. Of course, yeah. Because here's the other thing. They're coming in in the most crucial times oh, of the yeah. game. Right? right? And that's why you got to pay the big dollars. Because yeah. oh, yeah. that's the difference between, you know, winning those games that put you in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Big time. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. Yeah. Look at the bullpen for, for the Astros. 0.83 ERA what a in, in, in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just ridiculous. Right. But the Mets, yeah, they're going to keep their their reliever, their closer, but they might lose a key starter, Mike. You know, Jacob deGrom going into, into free agency. Uh, he, I think he wants to taste a different Kool-Aid. 
You know, I think he's looking for something different. I'd like to see him somewhere else. I'd really like to see that guy go deep in the playoffs, you know. And, you know, he's another guy who uh, I think he's in his early 30s, might be 30, 31, something like that. So he's he's the man. He's ready. He's, he's the man. So it's going to be interesting what happens there. You know, also with, with the shortstops, a ton of shortstops. Oh, yeah. You got uh, Correa. You got Dansbury Swanson. You got Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts. All those guys are free agents. It's yep. be interesting. And, and, you know, last year I know the market was was big for – Correa was in that market yep. last year as well for, for shortstops. And this year we're, we're seeing it again. But, you know, like I, I don't know where Correa is going to end up because la- last year I would have told you the Yankees were, were going to be in it. Of course you would. But, of course. <laughs> but, and, and are they you opt- in it next year? They, uh, no. no. <laughs> they, 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 opted, they opted for, for Isaiah Kiner Falefa, IKF. But they have Peraza coming up, who who was part of their postseason roster. They have Anthony Volpe coming up, and they have Glaber Torres already on the team. So you got to make a decision if you're the Yankees. Do you spend money elsewhere? Do you spend money at shortstop? Do you really want to bring in Carlos Correa, or do you want to give Anthony Volpe a chance to be the next Derek Jeter? That's that's what you're talking about. And then it just makes Glaber Torres expendable. There's already talk about Glaber Torres coming to the Marlins for Pablo Lopez. They they explored it during the trade deadline. Pablo Lopez is a hell of a pitcher. The Marlins might push for a little more. You know, I, I saw we were, we were talking earlier about Jason Dominguez. I don't think the Yankees will make that trade, but yeah, Glaber for so, Pablo yeah. Lopez. Oh, yeah. That, I see them making yeah. that. I mean, I think for I, I think that that's a better deal for the Yankees than it will be for the Marlins. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean. Isn't every trade between those two teams work out that way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a good trade because, you know, for, for Glaber, it gives him a chance. If Glaber Torres comes here, he's a star. Him and Jazz Chisholm are, are the stars of the team. Pablo Lopez goes over there. He's, you know, he's another arm in, in the rotation, but a nice young arm. Because Pablo Lopez, I know everybody looks at Sandy Alcantara, but if you look at what Pablo Lopez did... With very little run support here in in Miami, yeah. he's impressive. Yeah, he's super impressive. I was uh today when we had we had posted the uh, that trade I posted on the Instagram. One of our one of our dads, Carlos Casanueva, which was a he's gonna come on our show. He's a pitcher at South Miami. You know, he was like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't think they would do Dominguez, and he had you know he had some you know interesting facts on Jason Dominguez. He's the, the Yankees' number two prospect. Yep. Okay, and he says. Um, and then he talked a little bit about Glabor. He put also Glabor is no superstar, but he's also no scrub. He's three years removed from hitting three, 38 bombs. He's been down lately, but has been there and done it. I think outside of New York and the pressure there, he could very well be a 30 home run guy again. His defensive struggles and losing his shortstop position and serve been in his head. Yeah. Good, 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 <clears throat> good sense there from Carlos. No, and, and look, and there's appreciate a, there's that. a, appreciate that, Carlos. And there's a thing that Carlos wrote there, right? You know, the change in scenery. Yeah. Not everybody's meant to be a Yankee. Correct. You know, you, you, you go back through the, through the years, you know, uh, Javier Vasquez, Carl Pavano, you know, there were, even though Vasquez didn't do terrible with the Yankees, he wasn't the Javier Vasquez that he was with the Montreal Expos. Right. So, you know, BB, do you think that's a, that's a huge factor? Because I think mentally that, that, that does play a part, you know, like I always say like, like, I mean, like, like, you know, like it's a, it's a heavy uniform to wear. Well, you got to be on the right team for you, right? That's just true for everything. Right, everything in life, right? You can get a star, and if you put them in the wrong situation, it's not going to work out. It doesn't matter who you are, right? So, yes, the scenery is always important, right? And so, you know, when we were talking about Verlander, I said chasing the dollars, right? That's a part of the equation, but, I mean, you definitely got to go to the right team, of right? Because that's, correct. you know, you got to go where you're going to have the right support, where you're going to get a chance to play, yeah. right? And that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, and to wrap up the uh, the Yankees talk, because I know some people think we talked <laughs> too much Yankees. Talk about the socks. But Masataka Yoshida uh, from Japan, he's, he's going to post. Uh, they're, they're looking at him. And also Anthony Rizzo, he, 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 he became a free agent, right? Uh, the Yankees do want to keep him. Are, are you are you um, are you confident that this regime that they're gonna keep Brian Cashman is he gonna is he gonna make the right moves and is Hal Steinbrenner gonna give him the money to make those right moves because it's it, it goes hand in hand it can't be just one or, I, or the other. I, I just think and we we touched on it I think on episode four. I think this regime of the Yankees has lost touch with what the Yankees wore when this guy bought them. Like you said, this guy, the George Steinbrenner, was ruffling feathers all the time. He was firing people at the time, but he was also bringing the best players, doing yep. the most for everybody. But I just don't know. Like like we said, I think this new people have are running a little more like a business. You know, I don't know how profitable they are, how much they want to be. But I mean, they're the New York Yankees. But the Yankees are spending, man. They spent all that money, you know, on on Cole. They got to figure out what they're gonna do with Judge. I don't know. I'm just not confident in the Yankees anymore with Cashman. It's been too long, 13 years. I'm not. Just, I'm not confident in what they're gonna do. Yeah, I got. I got to see. You know, in, in free agency when they start making those first moves, if they're moves that make sense, because nothing has made a lot of sense for for the Yankees the last few years. You know, they signed some guys like Josh Donaldson and like terrible. What, what the heck it's are terrible. they doing? It's terrible. Listen, I think Volpe's got to be the guy. Trade Glaber, see what you can do there, and, and bring this kid up. This kid's the real deal. You know, real if, deal. And if Glaber comes to the Marlins, right, that, that gives the Marlins a name, a bat, and all that. And BB, the, the owner of the Marlins, and, you know, Mike just alluded to this with, with, the, with the Yankees, right? But Bruce Sherman, he's a total business guy because the other day they talked to him about, like, oh, are the Marlins going to improve their, their team? And he just went on about... Signing Dominican kids, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Dominican, which is great. Look, the Marlins farm system is one to envy. I mean, they have studs on studs on studs on studs, but only a few of these studs are going to be studs in the major leagues. And you can't bet, you know, you can't put all your eggs in, in that basket. You can't have one of the best young rotations in all of baseball and waste it because you don't sign hitters. You need experience. You need the guys that have been playing in the league for years that can come in and provide that leadership and that can calm the nerves of the young guy, right? Because that young kid, yeah, he might be a stud, but when you put him in a crunch time situation, you know, playoffs on the line or once you're in the postseason, right, it's that it's that old guy that's been in the league right. for, you know, 15 years that'll, you know, dale la mano and say, like, hey, listen, calm down. This is what we do. You know, this is keep your same routine. Keep them from running wild in that situation. Right, you need that experience, and that's where those trades come in. But I also think on the flip side, I think part of the problem with the Yankees is they, they're always trying to bring in new people now, whereas you also got to spend time developing your Absolutely. people and giving your people the confidence that's, that, hey, I'm going to be here. That's why I want voping. Right? Like, you know, I'm going to be here in a month from now, so, yeah, I'm going to. When know. they were their best, like you had mentioned, it was when they brought up, you know, it was. The uh, core four. The core four, man. You got Posada, mm -hmm. you had Mariano, you had Jeter, you had Andy Pettit. Mm -hmm. And you have Bernie who was homegrown. You and had a whole bunch of people who were homegrown. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, BB and I'm on the, you got to open the checkbook. You got to open it. We got to open the checkbook. We got to start writing checks. But they do. <sighs> but it's not the they right do. checks. And That's they're not big it. enough. And right. they're not big enough. 
You know, Look, we need I'll, to write bigger checks. A big check know? that the Marlins wrote last year was to Jorge Soler, and it was the wrong check, the wrong too. <laughs> and, and, of course, like, the guy, oh, he uh, he took the option. Of course he's going to take the option after the papelazo que hizo, you Listen, know? Listen, I think Correa risked it with this option, man. Correa was owed about $35, $40 yeah. million. Dollars. And he didn't have, you know, he didn't have a crazy year, you, you know what I think mean? Minnesota, you know, he, he's in Houston, he's winning. He just saw Jeremy Pena Houston <laughs> win doesn't an need MVP. Him. Houston don't need and, him. And, you know, he's like, man, do I really want to be stuck in Minnesota yep. for the next five, six years in my in my career, you know? And, Does anybody? And, and he made a move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Frio. It's cold. Yeah, right, it's cold right, in Minnesota. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, moving on from free agency and another thing that we're going to keep talking about for the – you know, for, for the near future, right, on, on Diamond Dreams Miami up and in. So MLB makes this contemporary era ballot. They've been releasing it every couple of years, right? And it's players that already, you know, went through the the writer's ballot. And, and, I'll, and I'll go off on this because I'm very passionate about the, the Hall of Fame voting. Um, they went through through the ballot, did not get into the Hall of Fame, and they get in as veterans, because a bunch of of nerds who never played baseball in their life but write about it decided your fate and said, "Oh, but you're not a you're not a Hall of Famer. You're not a first ballot." Blah blah blah. blah. Listen, man. Like nothing nothing ruffles my feathers more than the Hall of Fame voting, because there's in the history of baseball there's been one unanimous choice, and that was Mariano Rivera. So you're telling me Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle. Um, you know, go down the list. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron, <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr., Willie Mays, they yeah. were not unanimous. Yeah. There was two or three dorks yeah. who, <laughs> There's know. always a guy. There's always somebody. Right. He's got to be a payaso. So, you know so I mean? now, you know, we're counting on this contemporary era ballot to make it, to make it right. And look, and I'm not talking about do we reward cheaters, do we not? Barry Bonds is one of the best baseball players, period. Ever. In the history of baseball. Ever. He was awesome with the Pirates. He was amazing with the Giants. And, you know, the three of us played baseball. You know, Mike obviously played way more than <laughs> we did. He, he went he went he went to the to the pros, played in the minor leagues with the Phillies. And and what other team? The Indians, right? The Indians, yep. And the Indians. And you know, we know how hard it is to make it, how hard it is to hit a baseball, how hard it is. You know, and everybody ignores the fact a guy like Ozzy Canseco, who did as much steroids as his brother Jose had zero career home runs in the majors while Jose was an all-star. You know, people put this to the side and they're like, oh, and then, but Barry Bonds, you know, he hit 73 because of the stare. No, he hit 73 because he's a hell of a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and we touched on it before. It's not like if the steroid guy was picking on the non-steroid guy. Everybody was it juiced was up even there. playing field. The pitcher was juiced up. The catcher was juiced up. The shortstop was juiced up. The left fielder was juiced up. Everybody there was juiced up. <laughs> All you know what I mean? So let me ask you a question. How about these guys in, in now, in this era now, with, with, with the consequences that get the suspensions, they can't make the Hall of Fame? Right. So what happened so to Tatis? It, so Tatis is yeah. done. So Tatis is busted. He's done. He can be the best player for the next 15 years. But because of that... He can't be in the Hall of Fame. I'm is interested what, in seeing what's going to happen with, with A-Rod. A-Rod's going to be in the ballot now. Yeah. And A-Rod, yeah, you know, took sure. the suspensions and got back and yeah. won a World Series with the... I, I just think it's, it's a bunch of haters. You know, I, I, that, that's just PR. what I think it it's is. It's all based on Pete. You know what I mean? Like, this is all you got to tell me about the Hall of Fame. Is Pete Rose in? Yeah. No? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. okay. You gotta, that's yeah. all you got to tell yeah. me. That, that guy, and, and he didn't even cheat. 
Right. Say, say what you right. want about right. him. The guy, Listen, no one's going to catch that guy. You got to hit over 200 hits a year for to over 20 years. Right. No one's going to touch that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. And what did he do? Like, did he cheat in game? No. no. He bet on his own team. Exactly. Right. <laughs> he bet on his own team. You which, know, by the way, which, by the way, is something that like Mayweather does. Right. Right. All these guys. right. Yeah, now it's, yeah. right. Which is expected almost, right? If you're going to bet, you can bet on your team. Right? And now you can bet on your phone. You can, exactly. Right. It's accepted now, but P. Rose still didn't. Is that in, right? It's all PR. So on this ballot, you have Roger Clemens, you have Bonds, you have Palmero, you have Don Mattingly, Dale Murphy, and I'm missing a couple of guys. Oh, Fred McGriff, and... Crime Dog. Oh, and Joey Bell, Albert Bell. So out of, those, out of that group, I might leave Albert Bell out. Everybody else, arguably, is a Hall of Famer to me because, you know, Dale Murphy was a hell of a player with the Braves in the 80s. Don Mattingly had a short career, but it was explosive, and he won nine gold gloves. And then the, the rest of the guys, I don't even need to. Yeah, yeah. Rafael Palmero, for as much crap as he gets because he whacked the finger in Congress, I did not do right. steroids, period. The guy hit over 3,000 hits, 500 home runs. I think he almost got to 600, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. The guy was a hell of a player, one of the nicest swings in baseball. But, hey, you know, and, and, and listen – Let's forget those guys. Let's turn the page too. You know what I mean? Like let's, you know, you know it's it's about what they did on the field, right? Yeah. The shirt I'm wearing right now, um, for those of you, you guys can't see it because obviously it's a podcast. It's Manny Mignoso. Manny Mignoso was one of my dad's favorite players. Manny Mignoso played in four different uh, decades. He was a hell of a player with the with the White Sox. Played for for the Indians for the for the Cardinals, and. You know, you, you want to talk about barriers, right? You know, because everything's about barriers, right? Everybody, you know, and Jackie Robinson, he deserves every accolade he gets. But Manny Minoso was the first black Latino in Major League Baseball. Orlando Cepeda, I remember, said he was our Jackie Robinson. Why awesome. isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Right. He got into the Hall of Fame this year, like five, six years after the guy passed away by the, wow. vet, by the Veterans Committee. You know, it, it it's this one thing that's like... Wow. Why? Like, why Why make it so hard? And the first ballot and second ballot, there's some guys that you don't need to compare the numbers. If, if you just see them play, you know that that guy was deserved to be Hall of Famer. You got, you, got, you got too many people voting that, number one, don't have a clue, okay? And then they have too much emotion in it. Yep. Because if you didn't give a good interview, you treated me better, give me a little attitude, maybe I'm like, go for you. <laughs> And that, 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 you know, I, I think that that system has got to change. I think it's outdated. I think it's time it to move on to a different system. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, those people voting, I don't, you know, how about, why not the managers? Why not the players, man? Actually, Send the yeah. ballot to every yeah, player that absolutely. played in that, in that year, in that season, in that, those and those five look, years. Send it, be, it like to that. them I'll and have them right. vote. They're not going to screw one another. There's too many of them to control any type of, you know. And it could be anonymous, thing. so they won't have any animosity. Yeah, but I'll it's, it's got to be the players. I think the way that it should run is the voting should be on, hey, what are your career stats that you need to cross that threshold? Yeah, you got to right? have because, some type of threshold. Right, you can't hold the same, you know, stat uh, comparisons, as you say, right, you know, from the 70s to today, right? Because it's a different game, right? It does change. But, man, if a certain player, you know, that played, let's just say, in the 2000s reached certain levels, right, stat-wise, right, you know, Hit X number of home runs per year, this many, this many hits per year, or if a pitcher, this many strikeouts, whatnot. Set an actual. Yeah, and not gauge it based on who's playing around you. And if everybody around you is terrible, then the standard's going to be less. Like, no, make no, it like and, a higher and, standard. And also, oh, it's, it's all based on feeling. It's, oh, because a lot of it's PR, right? A lot of it's, oh man, this player's popular. Everyone loves him. Let's put him in. 
right? Oh, hey, this player is unpopular because he bet and he got right. You know, exactly. He was betting. Oh, yeah. Forget it. Forget you know, it. He, he's Look, a, Bill Mazeroski's in. He had one very popular home run against the Yankees in a, in a World Series. I mean, he won it, but it was one very popular home run. There's a lot of other guys, but you know what? The, like, to me, there's also an X factor because Ozzie Smith wasn't the greatest hitter, but he was defensively the best shortstop of all time, and he's in. So I'm like, why isn't Mattingly in then? He was the best first baseman I've ever seen. Why is Keith Hernandez not in? He was an awesome defensive player as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I mean, people value runs over defense. That's yeah. true. Right? Yeah. Everyone wants to see the home runs, right? Few people actually appreciate the great catch, or not even just a great catch, actually the consistent catching, right? Every single game, going out there and stopping balls, right? Yeah, you you get the ESPN, you know, highlights, right, of the guy making the catch over the wall. Yeah, people, you know, the regular people appreciate that, but the consistency of how Mattingly won his, his gold gloves, right, that is not appreciated by those voters, yeah, right? by the people who yeah. voted. They don't write about, hey, he, you know, yeah. he got every stop. No, they the want to about home runs. Right? And even and when you go to the games as a fan, you want to see the home run. <laughs> you want to yeah, see the Hall of the Wall. Right, know. but as a fan, you're not in a position to be voting for a Hall exactly. of Famers, right? As a fan, right. you're there to appreciate it to root for your team. Yep. Right? Look, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, of good baseball writers who do good things with their vote, but but I think. It needs to change because, yeah, you know, good. guys, guys like, you know, like I said, like Minoso and, and, you know, and I want to say a quick story before we move on to, we're going to talk a little bit of Dolphins football. Mini Minoso uh, in, it was about 2006. Um, they used to play the Joe DiMaggio old timers game over in, in Fort Lauderdale. And I went with, I was working for channel six at the time and we went to go cover it. So I'm in the dugout, and all of a sudden I look, and Manny Minoso standing right there, and I'm like, "Oh my God!" He was one my one of my dad's first baseball players. My dad was a big Yankee fan, but he loved Minoso. You know, Cuban. You know, hell of a player, always hustled. So I see him, and I'm, you know, I shake his hand and I tell him, "Hey, you know, my dad adored you. You know, and this and that." And at the time, my dad had already started with with Alzheimer's, so I was like, "Man, I really want to get him a a ball sign." So. I, I arrested Estrada was in the dugout <laughs> and I and I go man I really wish I had a ball and he goes whose autograph do you want to get and I go arrest uh, Minoso many and he goes I got you bro he went he brought me a ball with the with the pen <clears throat> and I got it signed for my dad awesome. so so dude awesome wow, and and was like oh you know my dad was a big fan of his as well so I, you know I I still have the ball at, at home and now I went and I I bought every Mini Minoso card on awesome. eBay. Awesome. You know, as a to honor my dad. Baseball, baseball brings some nice moments and memories, huh? Oh yeah, oh it yeah, sure yeah. does, man. Sure does. Speaking Absolutely. Of actually, just random. Sorry, I'm sorry to put this in the middle of the podcast. When we left La Carreta this morning, I saw <laughs> the father of one of my best friends in Flagami growing up, Stephen Suarez. His dad, Jorge Suarez. Man, I hadn't seen this guy in decades, and this goes to the power of you know of little league and growing up. Man, this guy, like seeing him, I felt like a kid again. Right, I'm 40 years old. I felt like I was 10 years old again. Seeing you know my friend's dad awesome. like, oh my, and talking, That's you know, awesome. talking about the fans and That's whatnot. Awesome. It was just great. I had so to Steve Suarez will be on our show November 22nd. Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he'll be on the show November 22nd, and we're actually going to do that uh, that episode on the home plate uh, at his field at uh, ABC, and we're gonna he's gonna set up a tent for us and. Nice. Yeah, Man, ba- ba- baseball baseball is just an awesome, awesome sport it's to awesome. connect with, you know, oh. like your your dad and your family. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's it's so awesome. It's Get this. Steven Suarez is the one that convinced me to play football. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. we were friends up like Amy, right? And, you know, every season, he's Steven, right? And one season he was gone. When he comes back the next season, I'm like, 
dude, where were you? Playing football. Like, wait, you mean like with Padge? Yeah. <laughs> like, you could do that? Immediately run up to my dad. <laughs> dad, I want to play football. Awesome, man. Baseball's awesome. Yeah. Baseball's the best, man. Great. No, and, and 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 you know, and, and playing foot, you know, playing football, playing football's awesome as well. You know, I I, I never played because I'm I'm tiny and I would probably get destroyed. <laughs> but plenty of kids uh play it. And and you know, and, and now now here in Miami, if you're a kid playing football, you got you got a good team to look up to. And it's not the Miami Hurricanes, it's the Miami Dolphins. Oh, yeah. The Miami Dolphins six and three. They looked Awesome this past weekend. Their defense, eh, you know, could improve. But but that offense with, with Tua, with Tyreek Hill, with Jalen Waddle, they brought in Jerry Jerry Wilson Jr. from from uh from the Niners and, and he looked great as well. That team, that offense is working on all cylinders right now. It's amazing. Well, on the defensive side, I'll say we were playing against the best rushing team in the whole league. Right. So that's uh you know, that's obviously a big deal. But on the offense, yeah, you're right, man. I mean, look, Tua is the man. Right? That guy is doing awesome. Also, you know, we have two of the best receivers in the league. Literally, we have two of the top ten top ten receivers in the league. Um, and actually, uh, between Tyreek Hill and Waddle, they actually now have more yards through nine games than any pair in the history. Is this, like a, is this like a Duper Clayton yes. type thing yes. from, like, back but, but in the better. day? But better. better. But, but you, Marino can, can was you, better than Tua. No, yeah. Can you imagine Marino throwing to these guys? <laughs> 10,000 yards a season? <laughs> Listen, I, I I I talk about this a lot, you know, and I have my little chats there with my brother, my brother in law, and, and we, we talk and you know, the best players gotta touch the ball the most. It's the quarterback, you know, and it was proven that without Tua, we couldn't do anything. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. We, we lost those. And three like games. you said, what's his record now as a starter? Thirteen and one, twelve yep. and one, right? Yeah. One more than last week. Um I personally, and, and everybody knows, I like big quarterbacks. A mi me gusta capadada, big guys, you know, uh, you <laughs> like know, Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger, Bledsoe, yeah. even Brady, 6'4". That's what I like. So these smaller guys, for me, I'm not a big fan of them, especially when they get hit. We've seen what happened. Yeah. But I'm going to give it to him, man. He's doing a great job. Well, I He's think doing a great job. That's starting to change because defense alignment are so much faster. Oh, yeah. Right? So th- some of these big guys, like, they can't move, right? Brady is the exception. I mean, he's Tom Brady, right? But he also gets a lot of protection from the league. Yeah. Let's be real about that. Right? <laughs> and, he does. And he's undefeated since his divorce, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of these, like, smaller, faster quarterbacks that are basically, you know, they're like safeties, right? They're that. Like, Kyler Murray's the real deal. Like, that guy is. Fields. Yeah, Fields, yeah. Fields, I mean, that guy, he's, him and Tool is the same style. I'm not going to say one is better than the other. You know, I'm sure a lot of people have opinions on that, but it's the same style, right? The same size, more or less. You know, it's that same style of quarterback, and I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of that. And Amandito Bibi, Miami needs this. Oh yes, we're Miami, Miami needs this. Let's go, town. Dolphins. Man, yes, the do- the Dolphins. The, the, there's two teams that that can make me throw stuff across the <laughs> <laughs> the room, right? So Dolphins and the Yankees. So how? How are we sitting in the rankings right now, the Dolphins? What are we, like, are we, Man, where are we? We're, they, I don't know if we're still third in the AFC East, which is crazy. Yeah, because the Jets beat the, the Bills. But yeah. if, if they went out, and they have a very favorable schedule, if they went out, you know, and I'm talking about they beat the teams they need to beat, while the Jets and the Bills, maybe they lose those those games, and now Josh Allen's hurt, um, and we beat the Bills and we beat the Jets, we control our own destiny. Oh yeah, basically. Absolutely, yeah. So went out. the Dolphins have a, have as good a chance as anybody. I would like to see their defense improve because I think they they have good pass rushers and they're not utilizing them 
the way that they should, you know, and that's on to me on the defensive coordinator, Josh Boyer, but the offense is, is working amazing. And, and it goes to show, you know, when you have, you know, confidence, because I think Flores killed Tua's confidence, you know, Mike McDaniel yeah, came in him. and We've he got the right coach. We have oh, the yeah. right coach. He, he, he has the right approach. He, he's likable, you know, afterward, he's, you know, like he, Justin Fields had a good run and he told him, like, stop it. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Like, you know, in the, in the yeah. sideline. And he has two of believing in himself yeah. and, and making the throws. And yeah, he had a couple of bad throws, but everybody has everybody bad, throws. bad throws. You know, there's people that are, are, are overly critical. Of, of Tua, but it's 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 one of these things, you know, it's a team that you watch. Like, you don't, most people that critique Tua and they're like, oh, that throw, they didn't go out and watch the other 30 games, right, you exactly. know, like watch some highlights, like study some of these quarterbacks. Like, Pat Mahomes doesn't go out and complete 30 of 30. Listen, the first time I saw Tua play was when he came in, I think at halftime in the national championship game as a freshman when they yep. took out, I think it was yeah. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Bro, the guy, yeah. the guy sued you. But uh, listen, in, in the NFL, it, uh, so you got the Patriots that are five and four, and they're in last place in their division. And you got Tampa Bay that's four and five, and they're in first place in their division. Is the NFL gonna have to? What's going on there? Or is that just? Uh, it's, it's pretty bad. Like you got like the <laughs> the Carolina Panthers, you know, with a terrible record, and they're still yeah, in it. Do you think they're ever gonna get? I mean, what, were they gonna get it right, or is that just the way it Cookie crumbled this season? How does that work? I think it just. I think it's yeah. gonna keep going that way. Yeah. I mean, you have to, I mean, first of all, you, you have to have a system to filter the teams through, right? Course, right? And if you just break down those divisions, right, then you're not going to have, oh, well, we're, we're going to play these teams, this set of teams twice in the season, right, to really gauge where you are. Because that's the big thing about playing the same team twice in the season. It's you play early in the season, right, we played against the Bills. We, we just beat the Bills a couple of weeks ago, right? Well, that's early in the season. Let's see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. Right, week end. thirteen. That's where you really gauge where you are if you're ready. So you need to keep that divisional, you know, th those division rivalries going. Now, when you have these types of crazy, you know, things of oh, excuse me, the Bucks are four and five in first place. Well, yeah, it does kind of make things throw things off because then you'll have a team that has a much better record not right, even make the playoffs. Right, they won't even get in because they, you know, they will lose right. out on the wild card. But you'll have you, it's possible to have two teams from the same division both take the wild card slots, right? But so it's possible that literally we have the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins all in the playoffs. Wow. I'm no, not saying it's going to happen, but it's possible. And look, and that's why you you know you play games because before the season everybody was talking about all oh, the AFC West, you know, Kansas City and the Raiders and and the Chargers and the Broncos with Russell Wilson and the Broncos with Russell Wilson are a terrible team. They gave them a lot like of money they're, too. They're unwatchable. Uh, back to our conversation earlier of the right situation, right? Not the right situation from no. just not. And all of a sudden, Geno Smith is looking like a stud with the Seahawks. Yep. Somebody today on Twitter called him elite, and I almost fell off like my chair. <laughs> That's why at the end of the day, you got to get your uniform on every Sunday or whatever your game is, strap it on, put your uh, shoes on, tie them up, and, going. and before we wrap up, I was at BB's house this Saturday watching the Hurricanes and having his lovely wife Susie making fun of us because we're all wearing cane oh shirts. God. And even telling her son, like, ha, ha, take off that shirt. <laughs> and Benjamin was like, no, Papa gave me this, you know? <laughs> what's going on with the Canes? What, what's going you know, on? it's, I'm not going to put this on Mario. I think Mario, you know, Mario came in to fix this team. Yep. That's what he came in to do. He's playing with guys who aren't his. And Josh Gaddis, the offensive coordinator, spoke about this, I, I believe it was yesterday. 
he said, we have a bunch of players who are not buying into our system and that he foresees a lot of these players going to the portal to go to other schools. You know what? If that's the case, bienvenido. That Do portal it. has been the worst thing, you know, for, for some instances like that because as a coach, you can't plan, man. Right. So you got these kids like, oh, you know what? After this season, I'm out of here. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. I'm out of here. You know what? I want guys to come to, to the U that want to be here. So I want Mario to bring his guys. If it takes that Rashada starts next year as a freshman at quarterback, I'm all for it because you know why Mario recruited him to come into his system. Mario has great recruiters, him and, and Mirabal and Frank Ponce, and he has DeMarcus Van Dyke going and grabbing kids that were going to go to Alabama and saying, hey, you could come and, and be a quarterback in my school. How many years are you going to give him to, 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 me, to build? Three. To me? Like to build? Three. Three, but I, you know what? But he's in it for the. How many he, did they give? How for, many did they give Manny? About the same. About the same. Listen, I've coached teams that have gone zero and twenty-two, and I've coached teams that are twenty-two and zero. Same coach, and the same guy. Yep. At the end of the day, you gotta have the players. Yep. Okay. You can't be getting beat by Duke. You can't be getting beat by Middle Tennessee State. And you gotta show more face against FSU. Yes, you got to show face a little more. I, I was, I, I had some people tell me that they didn't leave in the first quarter, end of the first quarter, because uh, they didn't drive. Didn't drive <laughs> <there>. <laughs> you know, they were a guest. Yeah, but it, I heard it was pretty bad. You know, I was working, I was working with the games and stuff, and didn't see it, but I heard it was pretty bad. I say three years because of the portal, right? Because, like, by the third year, you now have guys that you you recruited this off season coming in, right? So. On the third season from now, they're now juniors, right? They're now in a position to make plays. With the transfer portal, right, that's where you really show if you can really recruit, right? Because now you have players that have showed something on the field and they're trying to leave a situation. Bring them over to Miami. Everyone knows what Cristobal and Mirabal were doing out in in Oregon. And I got to tell you, I love Mirabal. That man had a huge influence in my life, right? And I understand why somebody would go play for him. I would still play for him at <laughs> 40 years old. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but, you know, you, you and those guys will do what they have to do to make it happen. But you got to hold to a standard. It's the you, right? And at the you, people expect championships, That's right? And, or at least be fighting for one. Yep. We're nowhere near that, right? So if you give them an extra year, maybe four, okay, because they're Miami guys and you want to show them the love and whatnot, but you got to hold that standard no matter what, no matter who yeah. it is. What did he get, 80 million for eight years or something like that? Or 10, 10, 10 years. 10 years, all right. I don't and know look, I, 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 I trust Mario. I, I think he's going he's gonna to do an awesome job recruiting. Is he a good in-game coach? Oregon won. I mean, they didn't win a national championship, but they, right. they won, you know? Well, I mean, there was, there was some games that I know he got critiqued. But, but, you know, I think if you build the players, the, you know, Columbus it'll get guy, executed. Right? Was it Columbus, uh, Columbus guy? Columbus guy. Right. He coached at FIU also, right? He coached at FIU. Good, yeah. man. I'm excited. And, he, but he's listen. Kane, won a championship at the Kane. Listen, but, uh, believe, so. Dolphins. Huh? Gotta stick. We got to ride in yeah, Dolphins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to start wrapping up. This has been fun. BB, awesome thanks show. for, thank thanks you, for coming. Thanks for inviting me. And we, we had some good laughs. We, <laughs> we Absolutely. talked a little bit about everything. And Mike, you know, we're going to do this again next week and the week after next and the week, week after, after that. Next. If you want to come on, you want to be a guest, you want to talk some topics. 
and, us up. And like Mike said, we have a, a great Thanksgiving uh, edition with Steven Suarez. Steven Suarez, number 22nd. Remember, Steven, like I told you, ready to go. Ready to go, baby. But this has been Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. Listen to us on every podcast platform you could imagine. Look us up. And we also post a link. So uh, catch you soon. <laughs>